Mona Sidaway, and this is episode 45. In this podcast and YouTube channel, I discuss anything that relates to the feminine divine when it occurs in the scriptures, things in the priesthood, the temple. I'm trying to draw us closer to that feminine divine, to that, to our heavenly mother. Um, I do it within the context of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, this channel is not endorsed by the church, but I am a temple-endowed, devout member of the church. And I discuss these things within that context. I do not pull down one gender over another. I don't tear down the brethren or the doctrine or anything like that. I definitely do not attempt to study the ark in whatsoever shape or form, but these are just my thoughts and my opinions. And I am so grateful that you decided to join me today. I received an email from a listener and she was concerned that this was shortly after elder Renlund's talk in the, I think it was the fall of 2022, the women's general conference, when he talked about the heavenly mother saying, I wish we knew more about heavenly mother. And he said, don't speculate about her. She was concerned with that and some other things that perhaps the church was going backwards in terms of females, female leadership, priesthood, things, things of that nature. And I totally understood what this dear sister was talking about. And it, her teenage daughter struggles. I had teenage daughters. They struggled at that time. And there were some struggles before the different clarifications in the temple ceremony. So I completely understand these feelings. And I wanted to address them because First of all, just know my testimony that there is no other place to turn for the truth and for peace and comfort. And I just know this is the true church of Jesus Christ. Why I don't have all of the answers. I don't think the brethren have all of the answers. There's no leader that has all of the answers. We all are operating on the same faith basis is that we know this is the true church. We know that Joseph Smith saw Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ received instruction from them. I I know and believe and trust that he translated the plates that we now know as the Book of Mormon. And yes, were there things that that he was human? The Apostle Paul was human. Noah was human. Adam was human. All of the prophets uh, and the church leaders that we have in all of the scriptures were human, and we accept that, and we don't fault them for that. So I am coming through in this context of my belief, uh, my belief structure, and it brings me peace, and it brings me comfort, and I don't have all of my questions answered. Some of them I put on a farther back burner than others, and um, some I just plow through and I study and I pray and I listen and I invite personal revelation. And while I can't always articulate all of the personal revelation that I receive and nor should I, I do know that everything's tied to the priesthood and to the temple. Those are the two places that I, my, oh, my reasoning, I guess, and my faith goes to, if I have misunderstandings, I go to the temple more often and I study everything about the temple. If you want to know more about the temple, study Genesis, especially um, the creation time, Adam and Eve, creation period and Adam and Eve, study third Nephi, study revelations, Daniel, Ezekiel. I mean, these are temple texts. So much of the scriptures are temple texts. With, with that in mind, this idea of where is the church going with, with in terms of females and female leadership, I liken things um, for people who are endowed in the temple and regularly attend the temple. We see 
changes in terms of clarifications happening all the time. I mean, all the time where women are coming more side by side with the priesthood ordained leadership. Women have always functioned within the priesthood, performing priesthood ordinances, priesthood, they do things within the temple context. We've always been leaps and bounds in terms of not just the quality of women, but the divinity of women. Go to the temple, listen, watch, and you'll just see so much of your mind, your intellect being opened up. Yes, there's still questions. Absolutely. I just go along and I I just listen and I pray. And I always feel the sense of I am the divine daughter of heavenly parents and they love me tremendously. And things that are, that are happening in the world or in my life aren't happening to me. They're happening for me. And if we come away with that, we just know that no matter what our gender is, no matter our ethnicity, no matter our religious affiliation, we are loved. And we, when Christ comes again, he is going to come for the entire world. The scriptures say that the knees shall bow and the tongues confess that Jesus is the Christ. It doesn't say the members of the church, not only Baptists or Catholics or Lutherans or everybody is going to confess. Everybody's going to kneel before him, Buddhists, you know, Muslims, every every human on the face of the earth, no matter where they came from or where they are in that moment, Christ is coming for all of us. He's not just coming for a few select people who think they completely understand who Jesus Christ is. And that's our goal is to come to know Jesus Christ on a, on a more intimate personal level. I responded to this dear sister and I wanted to share some of those same thoughts about this idea of, are we going backwards in the church? Which, I mean, we're not. Things are changing a little bit. I mean, they're always changing, right? And it's going to continue to change and continue with restoration. First of all, there have been, it seems like less, fewer women giving talks because they've been giving more opportunities to other priesthood brethren and priesthood leaders to speak in the um, general conference. And they've removed the, the women's session. Now, as for that, personally, this is just personally, it, it has not bothered me that aspect of it, but I completely understand why it would. I don't have an answer to that. I do feel it's inspired. I don't think it has to do with gender as much as it is these specific priesthood brethren, the, their callings that they have, we need to hear from them. So, um, but there's so many opportunities for women to speak, for women to share uh, and bear their testimony. When this talk, when Elder Renlund spoke about this briefly about Heavenly Mother, first of all, I think most of us were so thrilled. He actually spoke. They spoke about Heavenly Mother from the pulpit at a recent general conference. I mean, that's huge. That's not happened for a while. So they're acknowledging that it's a it's a divine doctrine and it's not hush-hush. It's not something we should shy away from. We can speak about her from the pulpit. It's okay. Speak about what we do know. There are so many things in the scriptures that once you start opening your eyes, to the divine feminine in the scriptures. And those things will point you to not necessarily the personality of heavenly mother, because we don't know the personality of heavenly father, but we know their character. And it points us to the character of heavenly mother, to her strength. When my book comes out and I 
I will let you know when um, the launch date uh, is getting so close. It's going to be in two, vol two volumes because there's so much to go into it. That's not even close to all of the research that can be put into it. When you see things opening up about female divinity, it'll be like, well, yes, it feels natural. It feels comfortable and it's not blasphemous at all. One of the roles of Heavenly Mother is to point to Jesus Christ. The same as Heavenly Father pointed to Jesus Christ and said, hear him. And there's not the record of her saying, hear him, but she has the same role as Heavenly Father in the, or the same goal of pointing to Jesus Christ and helping the rest of the children return to them. We also need to realize that one of the things, uh, one of the reasons that Elder Renlund might have, this is speculating here, or this is my opinion, that we don't know what goes on in the Utah Valley that prompted him to bring that up. I know there's a couple of uh, Facebook groups that, that kind of talk about Heavenly Mother, and I've not been thrilled with the direction they went. It was, um, I know one that I had to leave. It was started by an, a Latter-day Saint woman who fell away from the church, and then it was taken over by some people who I don't think are Latter-day Saints. So they don't have the same, they don't even believe that Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother have bodies. So it totally changes the discussion and it changes the view and the, the conversation around Heavenly Mother period. Yes, we do need to be cautious in, in where and when we talk about Heavenly Mother but I don't feel like it has to be so, we don't have to white knuckle it. It's okay. It's okay to talk about her. The culture has just strangulated us. Um, strangulated. That's not even the right way to say that has strangled us and um, avoided this free expression of this doctrine. It's doctrine. Heavenly mother is doctrine. What do we know about her? We know she loves us. We know that she loves her son, Jesus Christ. We know that she is, supports him. We know that she gathers and is strong. She was part of the creation. She was part of the temple. There's just so much that we don't have to speculate about. We don't know what was going on in the Utah Valley. Maybe there was some group starting up. That's usually kind of what happens with these things. Sometimes there's a, there's always been a movement about worshiping and praying to mother in heaven. That's not what my channel is. I talk about revering her. I don't know how that works. I'll be completely honest. We worship Heavenly Father through Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother are connected. Uh, they're interconnected. So when we worship Father, I'm assuming we worship Heavenly Mother. We don't specifically pray to Heavenly Mother. And one of the big reasons that we don't structurally as a church is because we follow the example of Jesus Christ. And in all of his prayers, he prayed to Heavenly Father and Heavenly Father only. So we follow that. We follow that structure. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I feel like she listens to me. I feel like she hears me. And I feel like she answers in sometimes in ways that I know that only a female can do that, but never without Heavenly Father, if that makes any sense. So I, my testimony centers around Jesus Christ, because this is the church of Jesus Christ. Nothing that I say or do, do I want to construe in any way that takes away from that center of Jesus Christ.
my approach to this channel, to my writing has always been uh, centered around a theological point of view. It's more theology and it's not as much doctrine, if that makes sense. The doctrine is firm. We have a heavenly mother. She's got a, a physical body, just like her husband, um, heavenly father does. Some of what I, what you'll be reading in my book is, is a scriptural research. And I take the research from other scholars that are so much smarter than I am that I just read and I eat up and I pray about, I go to the temple and I go to church. Very little is outside of the the doctrinal scope of the church of Jesus Christ. And if, if it is, if something I find in my research just doesn't jive with the doctrine, then I don't, I don't pursue that in terms of relating that to my readers and my listeners. So everything's within the context of the church of Jesus Christ. One of the approaches that some scholars take, well, most scholars outside of the church of Jesus Christ is they, because of her association with the spirit, which is too complicated for me to get into. And one I don't completely understand is the mainstream approach of, of um, the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. They think are one and the same. Sometimes we call the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. There's also the Spirit of Christ, which we call our conscience. That's the spirit we were all born with. But the Holy Ghost is, we know from Joseph Smith that he's a third member of the Godhead, that he is male and he does not have a body. Other scholars who are not members of the church who find evidence of her association um, with the spirit, assume she is the spirit. And that does not go with our doctrine at all, because if she's heavenly mother, then uh, she would have a body. If you ever come across that, which I don't know, you'd have to read specific scholars to get that. And, but that's just because we have revelation. We have Joseph Smith's first vision, which is huge. That changes everything right there just says, no, that heavenly mother is not the Holy ghost. She's not the Holy spirit. How, what, what her role in the Holy spirit is. I I don't know. There is a connection there. There is that. I just wanted to put that out there. As far as um, the changes in the church, I, I totally understand why some feel there has been a bit of a step backward especially if you're going to compare our church with other churches where there is full female preachers, female priests giving blessing, blessings and blessing their sacrament and things like that. We don't have that. And that to some may feel like that would be progress uh, or a step in a, in the, in a direction that they prefer we take. And while, um, logistically speaking and emotionally speaking, yeah, that would be exciting, but I trust the process. I, I trust with the way the hierarchy of the church is run. As I've said before in the past, the church is a scaffolding. The organizational structure is a scaffolding. My personal opinion is there's not going to be profits that we'll be listening to on the other side because we don't need them. We'll be, hopefully you and I will be living together with Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother, and Jesus Christ. So we don't need the prophets there. So that scaffolding is going to be removed because we won't need it. Excuse me. I'm sorry, but my dogs are barking. So this, this is my life right now. This is temporary. 
This is what we need right now. This is this is why we go to the temple because we learn about all of these things. We have messengers from Heavenly Father that come to us in this earthly life because we have a separation between us and Jesus Christ, between us and Heavenly Father. For now, this is this is the way we are learning. This is the way we are growing and progressing to be like the Savior and be like uh, move towards being perfected and be like our heavenly parents. So these changes, any changes that I see are a step correction, not back, perhaps to the side, at least in terms of heavenly mother and female voices in general conferences. I know that women like to have more female voices in the leadership of the church. I see more of that interdependence. My brother was just called to be a temple president. And when President Nelson got on the Zoom call with them, he called both he and his wife as temple leaders. Like it was, he felt, he said that it was the first time he felt like he was really one with his wife. There's not a lot of callings that make you feel that way. Um, Usually one is helping the other with their specific callings. And he actually, you know, felt that oneness. I believe that that that's the direction the church is going because that is the direction we are to be going. We're to be interdependent with the different gender. I see more of a oneness occurring, more of the interdependence. So the temple changes, um, and of course, these have been there for a bit, are uh, they're a perfect example of the direction or focus to which the brethren are moving toward. They're working on pointing the members more clearly toward the Savior. We, When we get too caught up in other things like uh, whether it be finding out more about Heavenly Mother or about family history or the last you know, days, the end of days, it's easy to drift from the central purpose of both the church, the gospel, and the mission of the prophets, apostles, 70s, and all other leaders in the church, both male and female. And that central purpose is appointing people to Jesus Christ. What has been your testimony about being a woman in the church? What, what have you felt? I would love to hear your thoughts. And if, you know, if you let me know if I can share them with the rest of my listeners and viewers, I would love that. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, have a divine day.